This is the Women with Vision podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. Hey there, superwomen. I'm so excited today to have my next guest. She has a, you know, behavioral health uh, clinic, four locations in Maryland, Focus Point Behavioral Health. And I'm excited to talk to her because I know a lot of people have been going through a lot of anxiety, stress, especially with what's going on in the world today. Uh, They've gone through, you know, I think during the pandemic, there was a big uh, uptick in alcohol consumption. You know, I think maybe because maybe part of out of boredom, maybe out of stress. I'm not sure what it was about. So I'm really interested to find out how her uh, business shifted. Uh, She works with a lot of people coming through uh, different the prison systems and, the, you know, if you're going through some kind of, uh, you know, behavioral changes or transformation, uh, you might end up meeting Nicole, especially if you're in the Maryland area. So I'm excited to find out about how she started that. You know, um, I'm also very curious because as African-American woman myself in the African-American community, mental health is not something that we even talk about that often. Uh, acknowledge often, even though it's happening, we say, you know, we ain't got time to be crazy or something like that. I mean, I remember my mom saying it to us. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. So I'm excited to find out, you know, just how she decided to start a business like this, what her background is. Nicole, how are you? I am great. How are you? I am great. I'm excited because I, 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 you know, just now hearing about your business being open four different locations. That's incredible. Uh, thank you. Yes. So, okay. First of all, uh, your website is talk to Nicole and, uh, it doesn't really talk a lot about when I first go to, it doesn't say, okay, I do this. Um, so what was your intention when, you know, someone comes to your site and they go, Oh, you know, uh, how are we supposed to work with her? Like, what is, what is the thing that we're, you're getting when you have on this website? So the talk to Nicole and the um, outpatient are two totally separate entities. Yeah. So, you know, I have a lot of things going on. I have the the talk to Nicole is in reference to blended families and relationships and, you know, things of that nature. And the uh, outpatient drug treatment is, you know, that that's my, I guess you would call it my bread and butter. That's something I've been doing or um, working at for probably over 20 years now. Um, that that field has really, it, it, it found me <clears throat> instead of me finding it, um, it. It definitely found me. Wow. Okay. So tell me a little bit about that. What drew you into that field and and what is your uh, educational background? Um, I have a master's in in human services and my undergrad is um, business administration. So, you know, I've always, always been all about business. I probably had, I don't know how many different types of businesses, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, but graduating to, um, outpatient um, behavioral, outpatient um, substance abuse and uh, mental health. Prior to that, I owned assisted living for several years and um, also uh, transitional housing. 
um, prior to that. But, you know, I've owned entertainment companies, event planning, um, cleaning companies. A serial entrepreneur. I get it. That's that's me. You know, I so I kind of knew that I was cut out for the business um, arena. I guess that's why I went back to school. A little later on, you know, I, after I graduated high school, I'm like, you know, the heck with school. I don't need to, I don't need to go to college. But eventually, you know, when I was passed over in promotions and things when I was just working and I knew and I, I just knew and I felt that I was smarter than everybody there. And I worked a lot harder than everyone um, in the work field on the jobs that I was on. But I was getting passed over for positions and the money definitely wasn't, you know, coming in the way it should be. Um, I knew I had to go back to school. And so business was, you know, a no brainer for me because I knew I was cut out to run circles around people. And, but I never dreamed of being where I am today. Definitely. Wow. So, <laughs> that definitely wasn't in the, you know, in, in the dreams at all, <laughs> any of them. Um, well, it was your family also in, uh, ent- um, entrepreneurship, they own their business. where did you get that from? I don't know. My, my mother, she worked for the government. I mean, she climbed her way up. I think she retired as a, what is it? A GS 13, 14. So she was pretty high up there. Um, she worked for the government. She was a civilian. Um, my, my father was in the military, so, I mean, both of them, they worked hard all of their lives, but they worked for someone. So no one in my immediate family ever, you know, was a business owner. So I never saw anyone, you know, be an entrepreneur um, other than what I would call my, my uncle. <laughs> and when I was younger, he was like the family loan shark. I saw him. <laughs> You know, so loose cigarettes and um, he would loan people money. And, you know, so I saw that as a a little kid, probably around five or six, seven, you know, real young. But I remember that. And, you know, I like the idea of counting the money when people would come by the house. So I remember what that felt like. But as watching someone run a business, no, I never saw that. But I just, in, in being in the, you know, work field, um, I just watch people, watch my supervisors, how they did things. And sometimes, you know, I would do what they told me to do, but sometimes I would think, hmm, I don't know if I would do it quite like that there's a better way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, of course I wouldn't say anything. Hey, I, if that's what you want me to do it. I'm going to do it that way. <clears throat> but, um, I just knew that if this guy could be, you know, in charge of things or if this lady could be in charge of things, Hey, I know I can do some things. So yep. I, um, I can definitely relate. I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. And, um, 
And I knew if, hey, if they can go to college and they can, and someone can give them a degree, I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> I know that I could run circles around these people. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it was really a no brainer after a while. And I'm like, I, it, I just have to do it. That's, that's it. And that's all. So I just had to dedicate a few years to just my education. Of course, I did it the hard way. I waited until I had kids um, to go back to school and to make all of this happen. But hey, I made it happen. But you made it happen. Okay, so you have Focus Point Behavioral Health. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you have four different locations there. You have your other Talk to Nicole. Okay, so let's start with still going with Talk to Nicole. And you said that's more <laughs> of a like relationship coaching and talking about blended families and stuff like that. Is that your situation right now? Yeah. So I'm in a blended family. We have seven um, kids all together. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Yeah. And the age range of now 19 to 31 and one grandchild and under the Talk to Nicole brand, um, I also have two books that are currently published. I mean, first of all, you look 30 at, at most. <laughs> I, I'll stick to that. You just can't see the gray. <laughs> I mean, at most, you look 30. Mm-mm. Not even. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm thinking like you have your youngest is 19. Yeah, my youngest is 19. He'll be 20 in December. Wow. Yep. <clears throat> wow. Well, there's a lot of people that have this situa- situation now with blended families. and Yeah, it, it, it's very, very common. And um, it, I, I just, I have a dynamic family full of a whole lot of personalities. And, you know, I wouldn't trade the situation for the world. You know, wow. it started out quite rocky. Um, it, it, it got almost unbearable and and then it made a quick turn to like I can't believe we're here now and I love this and again I wouldn't trade it for anything what was that due to what changed um it it you know I had to do a lot of reflecting I had to learn to be patient um I had to realize that Everybody doesn't see things this in the same way, meaning um, other adults or people that are supposed to be adults <laughs> in, in the relationship. Some people don't understand that when a relationship is over, it's over and it's not about them anymore. And <clears throat> your children shouldn't be forced to choose between parents and they shouldn't be fed um, information that um, is for adults only. Um, and it's right. not fair for the child and it forces mm-hmm. them to choose between all the adults in the, in the situation. And, you know, I was caught in that. And one of the, one of the children and there's in this whole dynamic situation was being told some information and she was being forced to basically choose and, and she took a side and for her it was the right side it was her parent 
Um, but later on, she learned that, you know, it hurt some people and um, she, her eyes opened eventually to see what she was doing. And right. it wasn't fair to me. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Tell me again, what is your your major in? Uh, my major is human service. Human services. What does a human services major do? A human service major, we, we work with the community. Um, we, we, our goal is to help better the community. We are known as change agents. Um, I graduated from Lincoln University in um, Pennsylvania. And that was our motto. Mm-hmm. to be a change agent. And um, that's what I do. I, I try to make change wherever I possibly can, can change for the better um, <clears throat> in any type of situation. Does your schooling background or your professional background, does that lend itself to your you know, uh, talk to Nicole coaching program. Does that, does that inform that or is that something different? You know, actually it, it, it kind of touches on a, a little bit of both backgrounds. It's, it, it touches on the, um, the substance use background and, as well as um, the talk to Nicole because both of, both of them are working with people um, how to relate to people and their personalities, um, their situations. Um, it, it works more with, of course, the, the, the substance use background. But, you know, I've been working with people for so long and, and people with especially substance use um, issues that... I'm I'm so comfortable with that population and mental health. I'm just just so comfortable. And I think if you can be comfortable with that population, you're comfortable with speaking with and working with any population. Right. Because most people don't know how to, how they should treat that population. And they're no, they're no different than any, uh, anyone else. They're humans just like, any and everyone else they just have a disease right right okay so as you were growing up did you have anything in your life experience that uh, some ups and downs or some difficulties you had to go through to say you know what I'm very passionate about this population of people I, I want to dedicate my life and build my business around really helping this population did anything <coughs> happen that you saw or experienced? You know, um, at a young age, as far as substance use um, and mental health, n- no, I, I never had anyone around that had any, any, any of those type of um, any of those type of issues. Um, now 
when I was younger, I was molested. Um, a lot of the clients that I do work with currently have been abused or molested um, and had those, those sort of um, complications in their lives that have made them turn to drugs and alcohol and, 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 and have caused them to have um, mental health um, issues. Yeah, I, I would imagine. I mean, I've had the same experience myself. I didn't turn that way, but you know, you end up, you know, it could, it could express itself in a lot of different ways. It, it, yeah. And, and, it, and it's amazing how everyone relates and reacts so differently. That's right. I, I think the, the brain is just amazing. And, and it's, I, I love listening to people's stories, you know, um, I empathize with anyone's situation, um, but it's just amazing to me how someone can go through almost the same type of trauma of rape or abuse, but they act so differently. Right. With me, um, my, I, I had anger issues and it was me breaking and throwing things and I never, I never realized it until later on. I suppressed, I suppressed my trauma for years. I never talked about it to anyone until I was almost 30. Well, you know, what's interesting, uh, Nicole, I can, I can relate to that. I was, I never talked about it. Until I, I can honestly say, until about four years ago, mm -hmm. and I'm 50, okay? So I just stuffed it. But the, here's mm -hmm. the crazy part about it is that it was causing anger, and I didn't know. I didn't even know I was angry, and I didn't know what I was angry at. Yeah. And so I did this. Uh, work and I didn't realize so that anger come up from I couldn't even it was the craziest thing but I finally realized what it was stemmed from and I had never talked to anyone about it my mom passed I think my mom passed and I think that was my biggest regret I never told her and I was angry at myself I was angry at oh it was so much it was so much that I had to had to work through Mm -hmm. And, uh, but that was a huge block for me because I was not dealing with it. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. I completely understand. Yeah. I, I was, I, I had no idea why I was angry, why I was putting my fist through balls, just why I was, you know, people used to tell me that my words cut like a knife and I just, mm -hmm. You know, I thought it was normal. I thought that's how you talk to people. Right. right. <laughs> you know, I just thought I was just being honest with people. I have yeah. always, you know, prided myself in being honest. If someone asks me a question, I'm going to tell you what I thought. <laughs> you right. know, right. But it, it was until I think I, it was a 
I really was in love with someone and the relationship went really bad. And that, that was my, that was when everything came out and I'm, I'm 47 now I'll be 48 in, in at the end of August. And it, it took me years. And after that, you know, <clears throat> I had to look at myself. I had to get to know myself, who I was, what I wanted. And I had been married before. And this guy, he didn't know me. I was, it, it was a terrible relationship anyway, right. terrible marriage. <laughs> but um, I just, I had to really get to know myself um, and that, that was the best thing that I could have ever done. I'm in a marriage now, and this is the longest relationship I've ever been in, in my life. Yeah. You know, I've never had a problem with dating people, people liking me, wanting to be with me, but I wasn't my true me because I had so much anger. Right, right. That's something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same thing. My, my last marriage was, was a mess, but I, um, you know, now I'm so grateful because now, you know, after working through myself, cause I would have messed this one up too, honestly. Mm -hmm. Same here. This one Same here. And I, you know, I, I, I told him that when we got married, like we need to go to therapy because you need to know who I am, who you're dealing with. And when we met and I'm like, look, I am a piece of work. I'm a handful, <laughs> you know, I, because I'm a strong personality. You know, I've taken care of myself. I've taken care of my kids. You know, I know how to run a household. So I am a strong woman. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's going to take a man, a real man to deal with me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I knew what I had, what type of person that I needed to be with. I, it, it couldn't be a weak person right to be with me that's right yeah oh my goodness so good I'm sure yeah. people listening to this conversation they're like whoa <laughs> yeah but you know a lot of us are have have gone through this a lot of us are stuffing this pain that we haven't really dealt with a lot of us are not getting up because uh, you know I don't know if this was happening to you but it was um a tape that was continuously playing every single day for many, many years. You know, that incident was just a tape. Right. And I couldn't let go of that tape. I know people are having dealing with stuff like that, but you're going to have to work on the issues, work on yourself. Right. Because you can't change the other person. You can only change yourself. That, that's right. That's so true. So good. Um, what inspires you now? You know, um, I, 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 really, I really believe it's my kids. Yeah. Um, I, I like to see them happy. Um, I like to be happy. Um, everyone in my house or they're not in my house anymore. I <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's get that let's straight. Get that right. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my youngest is here um, for the summer and then he's gone. Um, but I do have my grandson in the house. Okay. Yeah. Um, my son decided to go back to school, which is awesome. Um, so we'll have all of our, our, all of our kids will be um, college graduates, which is 
awesome. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. So, which is, which is great. Um, but you know, I'm, 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 I'm self-motivated. I, I wake up with the ideas and I'm like, okay, let's go for it. My husband's like, okay, you need to really think that through. So I'm the one that, you know, if there's a fence, I just, I'm just going to jump over right, it. Right. Yeah. He, he's the one that needs to line everything up and, you know, maybe even get a ladder or a step stool so he can go over. Right. And, you know, everything has to, you know, be in sync. Not me. Not me. I'm the same <laughs> way. I didn't jumped over. The, I, I didn't jumped over the thing already and tell him to come on over. He didn't yeah. got an engineer. He's like measuring and doing all kinds of extra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it looks good and, and it sounds great. And I made you a, a little bit of calculating and I'm like, okay, gung ho. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What advice would you give to a woman who may have been going through a struggle you know maybe she has an alcohol or substance abuse issue that she's dealing with and she needs to take the first step and do something about it to change maybe she's noticing that it's affecting her relationship maybe she notices it's affecting her her work what should she do first oh my goodness um She has to look in front of her or look around her and just just do it. If she's thinking about quitting or or leaving or whatever it is. Just, just do it. You have to do what's best for you. And or if you have family or kids to, to quit. Yeah, do what's best for yourself and yeah. what you're best for your kids. Yeah, yeah. To, to get out of it. Um, I know sometimes it... it, it I know sometimes our clients, they have significant others and they are the, the, the drawback that significant other is also the alcoholic or the, the substance user. And it's a, a little difficult. And, you know, we, we say change, you know, people, places and things. And I know it's hard when you have, when you're living in a household and you may have rent or mortgage and you have kids, but some, somebody has to, you have to make a change somehow. If, if you want your situation to change, something has to change. Whether it's you moving, uh, them moving, or, or something, um, or else everything is going to stay the same. That's you know? Right. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's, uh, that's very true. I mean, I know it's, it's easy to say, you know, just, do right, it. It is. you know, but um, at the end of the day, you're just going to have to find yourself, find a way to get some help. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> even, I, even if it's going to talk to, to, to someone and you, you know, devise a plan, 
And, you know, but your plan can't take, you know, six months or a year, or you're just going to be deeper in because you're always going to find a reason to drink or to use. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I finally realized something wasn't right. Now it wasn't alcohol situation. It wasn't a substance situation, but I could feel there was something not right. And uh, I found a program that I could go to and uh, I just did it. You know, I made right. the situation, made it happen. If I did, wasn't strong enough to do that, I would have just had to find someone who I could trust to right. help to support me. So I think, too, that's another thing to find someone that they trust if they can find that person. Yeah. You know, sometimes I, I know it, it's 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 difficult. And, you know, from someone on the outside looking in, it's a lot easier said mm -hmm. oh, than yeah. done. But, you know, when it's drugs and alcohol, it, the longer you, the longer you stay, the longer you keep using, the, the worse it, it's going to be. The more the time that adds on, the harder it's going to be to quit. And even if you're in an abusive relationship, hey, I've, I've been there too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, unfortunately, um, the more excuses that you make, the harder it's going to be to leave. You, you know, I know it's hard sometimes to just pack your stuff and, and go, but, you know, sometimes you, you have to do that and just, you, you know, deal with the consequences, you know, because I've had to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just got to, just got to jet, you know, mm -hmm. just got to yeah. go. Oh my gosh. I love this. Nicole, I know people are going to want to find you. They're going to want to connect with you. They're going to want to talk to Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us uh where we can find you so i'm at nicole at talk to nicole.com um that is actually my email address um my website is talk to nicole.com and it's the old school nicole n-i-c-o-l-e because right. I am over 40, <laughs> over 45. <laughs> there's, so there's no H in there. Um, so those are the two ways that you can um, best find me. Um, and just, you know, drop me a line. Um, and um, usually I take at least 24 hours most of the time to respond. To get back, to get back. Yeah, at least 24, no, no longer than 48 most of the time okay. to respond. I love it. Well, I have really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable because it is important that we like, even though it's difficult sometimes to share our story, that we share our story for others so that they can get out of their own way right. too. And yeah. That's right. That's right. That's what you have to do is get out of your own way and, you know, pray about it or whoever you, whatever you believe in, just, just go to him, her, whatever. And, um, you know, just don't, don't stay. Don't, right. don't keep doing what you're doing if it's not working for you. And you know, it's not working for you. There is a better way. That's right. Oh, thank you so much. I look forward to everything that we're going to be doing together in the future. Oh, great. Same here.